are the people I truly serve. Salmons, this is Year Zero. Today, I am playing you a replay from I Done Told You. I Done Told You is a podcast that Beatrix and I conduct, and we put behind a paywall because you got to pay for her brilliance. But I figured, why not? Give them a little sneak peek into what's going on on I Done Told You. It's a lot of fun. We're having some really fun conversations. So, you get to hear Beatrix and myself chat with Bird for about an hour and a half. A little bit less. Whatever. But, if you want to subscribe to I Done Told You, if you like what you hear, go to patreon.com forward slash td salmons and for three dollars a month you can hear beatrix and myself bullshit once a week with different guests as always ryanbunting.com for all of your graphic design needs ryan bunting is a great libertarian and anarcho-capitalist he's also a great graphic designer he designed my podcast logo and Pete Quinones' podcast logo for Free Man Beyond the Wall. So go to ryanbunting.com for all of your graphic design needs. And check out his book, Project Manicore. Thank you, Tom Burton, for the music. Enjoy the show. Oh, that lady. Yeah, that lady. Well, that I know lady. another lady, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's snooping in. That's our federal officer listening in. Yeah. That's our AI Hi, Candace. Yeah. Hi, Candace. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why they started that shit, man. It was just like, it, it never used to do that. And then I guess it was about a month ago, it started doing that to me. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Why is my computer talking to me? Man, I guess that they don't. I guess enough people got caught jerking off in Zoom meetings that they wanted to make sure that everybody knew that it was being recorded. Yeah, we have to warn you. Please take your hands out of your pants because I've you got are both now on recording. I've got both on my microphone right now, and I'm talking about the one I'm speaking into. I, oh yeah, yeah. Y'all ruined my bid. I was just gonna break out in about an hour and just start jerking it. No, you won't. <laughs> That's that. We'll do that for a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not do it within our first, like, third episode. Let's <laughs> yeah. That, that's a episode 69 type yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So what yeah. was your story about getting into a fight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these fucking people are bloody hell crazy and Marisol, right? Because we have something called game rooms. I don't know what the situation is where you're at in it, New York. It's kind of like those games you play at the bar. At the bar, right? And, but oh, okay. Gambling, yeah. gambling is illegal in Texas, although it's legal like literally 10 minutes from, from my house in Louisiana. But they mm-hmm. have these game rooms and they found like a way that you can like uh, basically quote unquote gamble and then you get tickets 
and then they pay you the tickets. I don't even know how it mm. works. It's a loophole and everyone's just freaking out. The game rooms are killing killing the community. The game rooms are oh, killing boy. the community. And uh, it's bringing, that's where the methods it's bringing all the methods <laughs> the yard, like, you there, know? like there were no methods in this like there was hating. yeah there were no methods before <laughs> like you know what listen here if you want to end the war the, the 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 war on drugs come talk to these fucking aunties here in Marysville because they know exactly how to stop it you just have to enter the game rooms <laughs> and all the drugs will stop like they're fucking nuts right <laughs> So, Tommy, I told Tommy, like, help me out, because, I mean, it's just, like, a short thing. So, he, like, got into this argument with these bad people. I got banned from the page, or not banned, like, uh, kind of, like, in a, a haters for, like, a month. I couldn't say anything on the page, but this lady is like, I pay my taxes, so I want a Walmart in my town. Oh, my fucking God, in Mariesville? With these 2,000 fucking people, you want a fucking Walmart. <laughs> There's literally a Walmart left to your left, 10 minutes away from here, and to your right, also another one Jesus. 10 minutes away from here. But you want a fucking Walmart in this fucking town who hardly has people, who hardly has any businesses. You want a fucking Walmart. Like, just like, relax. Like, I, what I is wrong her, with you? I told her I That said, is sick. I, That's I told her. Crazy. That is sick. It is very sick. sick. I told her, I said, you do realize you pay taxes to the government and not to Walmart, <laughs> yeah, right? right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I see Walmart and I get visions of like medieval Europe about how everybody had to trek up to the fucking castle to get everything that they needed and then fucking go back home. It creeps me out, man. I don't know. I hate fucking I, Walmart, man. Dude, Walmart might as well be a DMV. It's a little more efficient, but it might as well be a DMV. I mean, it's designed like one. Well, uh, I, maybe that's where the that's maybe that's where the reject airport employees go because I say that <laughs> the reject DMV employees go to airports. So maybe it's the reject airport. Oh employees. man, dude. It's insane how I had to go because I didn't. I had an expired license when I flew, so you can still fly, but they have to do the their their checking. You know, TSA has to. For some reason, when you have an expired license, it means they have to check you manually. I don't know how they draw that connection. What the how that? But whatever. So they checked me one, two, three separate times, and every time I went through TSA, something completely different happened. The first time I went through TSA, they couldn't even print our boarding passes. So they were like, uh, just go, just go through letting people through who could have like no boarding <laughs> passes, nothing. The second time they, they didn't even manually check me. I got to the front of the line, got past the bomb sniffing dog who I like said hi to. And the guy got upset that I did that. It's not my fault. It's a great day. And he was cute. And so I, uh, I got up to the place where they checked the license and I gave him the license. Didn't say a fucking thing about it being expired. Guy looks at it, looks at me, pull your mask down, pull the mask down, put the mask back up. All right, put the mask back up. He's looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. And then somebody else goes, what's the problem? He goes, it's expired. He goes, clear him, go through. <laughs> and so they clear me there and then they go through and then my trip back. Oh no, I had to do this four times because I got stranded in fucking Dallas. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't even remember the Austin flight because it was at like two in the morning. I don't remember <laughs> that one at all. But the Dallas flight back was the most stringent. The guy was had a hard on for doing his job. It was insane. He checked the bag. He seriously checked the bag. Then he finished. And then he was like, wait, did you 
he pulls out something. He's like, this is a large electronic. I got to check the bag again. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you joking? So they had to send the bag through the scanner again, and he had to do the entire check over again because a battery bank, you know, like a, por- a portable charger with some battery in it so I could have that to charge my phone because it wasn't outside of the bag in the initial scan. Hey. So that yeah. was that. And I'm flipping out the last time. I was like, really? Like, you this? You can't just run that fucking thing through the scanner? You got to do the whole bag oh, thing? I was pissed. You I was pissed. You notes from two days ago when we went through this exact same fucking thing? <laughs> it's fucking terrible, man. I, and the worst part is you can't say a thing to them because yeah, they're police. So they yeah. think they're doing the right thing. <laughs> and, and like, because it's a based on yeah. safety, right? Like, it's like, well, I have to do this because if I don't do this, you won't be safe. Motherfucker, two other times I did this, nobody checked me at all. How safe are they making me? You need to do your job like this today. You're not making anybody safer. The craziest <laughs> part is going through TSA once, you can immediately see how easy it is to get things in that you shouldn't be able to get in. It's the most transparent easy to move anything possibly you can think of through system that you can imagine especially when you don't use anything metal so it's just weird to me um well, well, and, and troublesome whenever uh i remember when you were stuck there and uh, somebody on twitter goes is this how a bird finds out he's on a no-fly list <laughs> <laughs> i didn't see that one <laughs> i was i was um i was slightly nervous going to that airport that i was like because january 6th happened and yeah beyond that i know i'm one degree from someone who just got court-martialed Dang. um one degree so, so i was thinking that like oh man if they fucking say hey blank blank you're not allowed to fly in this plane i don't know what i would have done i would have it would have probably been a good thing like i could have probably like flaunted it online hey i'm on the no fly list but uh i don't know i don't know man but what, i hate it that was, shit it was funny when i was when i was uh 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 shipping beatrix back to south africa after she shipping came me back after she came in <laughs> after she came and visited the first time they put her through that um the full body scan right oh yeah 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 so like this woman has like this this really strange ocd thing about about the bottom of her feet oh jesus dude and so they made her take her shoes off oh, God. so she's on like she's like a ballerina going through this the scanner on on the tips of her toes lucky i used to be a ballerina it is disgusting though it's disgusting that they make you do that it's terrible whose feet was it what fun what kind of sport do i got my fucking fungus from (laughs) (laughs) oh do we want to talk about fungus no we do not (laughs) we'll edit this out No, but it's I don't edit gross. this. No, it's like I, I don't even, I don't even walk. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't even walk barefoot in my own fucking house. Now I have to like share my foot space with other people's feet spaces. No. Have you seen some of the people they do let fly? It's crazy that you that you gotta share like toe touching with some like some guy who hasn't cleaned his shoes ever since he bought them. Yeah. ever once walking it's gross it really is gross the airport is like the only national version of the new york subway that exists it's it's um it's like disgusting it's and you can see i don't understand how tsa is supposed to be protecting anybody 
And then once you actually get into the airport, there's fucking crazy people everywhere. Everywhere. Violently dangerous, yelling. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, never, not bathing, sleeping on the floor. I don't, it's crazy. Like, once they get in, it's like, okay. So what exactly were you doing? I don't know. It's just weird to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, 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 so when I had trouble getting on the plane, like I thought I wasn't going to be able to get on because of the license. I remember something my mom had told me, which was they've let crazier people fly. And that was the thing that, <laughs> that I've just okay. had to repeat to myself the entire time. And then it actually hit me like, wow, they really do let some crazy people get on planes. <laughs> like, like I, I haven't flown locally ever before. I'm actually going to fly um, locally for the first time in October. But it sounds like the London like fucking bus service in London. Like it is like the people and the trains, like the tube and stuff. The people that are on that thing. How did you even get the money to get on here in the first? That's exactly what I wonder fucking, sometimes. You fucking look like you've never lived inside of a structure or made any money <laughs> in your life. It, but it, yet you here you well. are. My, my whole thing is that's the case. I've been paying the case. for my goddamn plane ticket for six months. God Hell damn. yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying is, well, at the, you know, that's not even my, my problem is it seems like, like, okay, I didn't even, I don't even think I told this actually um, on air. No, I didn't. Um, the plane flight from Austin to Dallas, which was in a storm. Oh, yeah which was nuts but a lot of fun we landed and we touched down and i'm already two hours late they canceled my flight to LaGuardia. i know i have to wait on a two hour long line which i did have to do but before i even got to do those things i knew i was gonna have to do i'm still sitting on the airplane and they start calling for an ambulance and I hear them go, somebody, a doctor on here, somebody. And I roll my eyes and I go, what the fuck is this now? <laughs> and some gentleman, I'll make no comments about his physical stature, was having a diabetic episode on the plane. He had went into diabetic shock the minute that the landing gear hit the ground. And they had to resuscitate him on the plane. Jeez. And... I, I, you know, as sympathetic as I can be to an individual man's struggles, and I am. Can't you have cleared off the fucking plane first or something? <laughs> because we all had to sit there and listen to his wife crying like he was going to die. <laughs> and the, the people the people doing the and the fucking, you know, it was like a really like weird experience. <laughs> Really weird. And like, this was all my first time flying alone, like that entire span of trips. And it was like, I don't ever really want to fly again, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> I just really, <laughs> really don't like it. It reminds me really a lot of going on the subway in New York City where you just have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> and you're completely in a, in a metal tube at the whim of every person on that plane. I don't know, not being insane or really dangerous or unhealthy. Uh, and, and I ran into every version of that. I've never seen more people get into fights on planes than I have any, in any other social situation that you can think of. The, the amount of people, 
People are yelling at one another like like a baby is crying on the plane and, and a baby will cry five or six times and somebody will be like, shut that fucking baby up. It's like, shut oh, up, I'll, calm down. I'll be the one who goes, shut that fucking baby up. Because but it's calm crying. down, like, though. It's going to stop. It's a baby. How much stamina could it have? It's going to blow itself out fast. They don't have any stamina. <laughs> They'll cry two minutes and then they're asleep the whole time. Well, there was someone, a, someone a baby. made it into five cries. I'll be the second. I'm like, you better shut that fucking baby up. I'll shut <laughs> that, baby, that baby cries for like 30 minutes. You're like, that motherfucker's a future MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the lung capacity on that baby. <laughs> yeah, and then like, Call God Lewis forbid. your heart out. God forbid you have a, a large piece of luggage that you try and fit into the overhead compartment and it either just doesn't fit slightly so that the ham-fisted uh, airline attendant has to come over and like smash it into the thing like I couldn't do that. They have to be really violent. I hate that. And then God forbid you take too long when you're deboarding the plane to get off and go home or wherever you're going where if you don't follow exactly the right way of getting up, waiting your turn. And I mean, God forbid, because I'll flip out. I hate when people are like, let me just get my stuff and go, but there's like 20 people in front of you. It's like, you're not doing anything. You're actually just holding everybody else. And that made me want to fight people. It's all fighting people. <laughs> it's principles of there's 100 people on this tube and we can only use one road. But yeah. none of us can communicate with one another because post 9-11, if you say any words on an airplane to a stranger, everybody thinks you're going to blow the airplane up. <laughs> so you can't even communicate with anybody. So you're just sitting there waiting for like the person, in, like a lemming, waiting for the person in, ahead of you to do the thing so that you can do the thing. And some people don't follow the, 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 the thing. The they want to do their own thing. And it's outrageous. The entire, really, I hate planes. I, I, it was an experience I came away with. I hate planes. I know I'm going to have to use them a lot in the future, but I hate planes a lot. And I, I wish that there was a better system than a single lane that is not even as large as some of the people who have to go through it, which is an another crazy thing. And then we all have to share it and we can't communicate with one another because a fight will break, break out for some reason. It's insane. Yeah. It's a really weird social you know, experiment. You know what I would love to see is is to be on a plane with somebody who's trying to get their luggage in the in the overhead compartment, and they just look around and go, "Does anybody have a box cutter?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll ease up on that. I can make this a lot smaller if somebody has a sharp object. Yeah, man, I don't know. And nowadays, you could bring your laptop on a plane. Anybody want to guess how quickly I could beat somebody to death with a with a single piece of metal? Oh my god! Which your laptop is a single yeah. piece of metal. An Apple laptop is one single piece of metal. Right. You I could, could easily beat somebody to death with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. There's. It's not a principle of um, we're going to try and prevent people from beating one another to death. It's a. It's it's a principle of we want to we want to clamp down on illegal gun sales. Uh, so we can't have people taking guns on planes. That's all. That's what I've come to the conclusion of is that it's just a way to stop commerce. It's 100% not doing anything to protect anybody. Um, people are just going to like there was a guy on the plane. Actually, a guy was very cool. He, I don't know if he was a bodybuilder. In fact, he told me he was like a fucking what do you call it? A weatherologist. What are those people who look at the weather and they go, uh, OK, meteor. it's going to be like oh, the yeah, yeah. there you go. I don't know. Meteor. Oh. Come on. Yeah. What is that? 
And yeah. uh, it's one of he, those he dudes was, that's wrong all the time and still gets a promotion. I mean, like, yeah, right. Like an economist, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, so, <laughs> so the freaking weatherologist guy, I'm talking to him while we're in the middle of the storm. I'm like, are we going to make it? And he was like, of course. I was like, all right, cool. Um, and the guy was like six foot eight and like 300 pounds probably he was a like built like a bodybuilder though i don't know if he was i didn't ask that guy could beat me to death easily right. on a with plane his bare hands. with his bare hands and not one of those 70 year old flight attendants by the way what is the point <laughs> what is the point of of stopping people at a gateway <laughs> when all of the flight attendants are 70 to 85 years old or like you know, weak, weak men. Brittle. Let's just say weak Brittle. men. <laughs> Nobody who I'm going to entrust my, my protection to. That's the creepiest part about getting on a plane is anybody who chooses could beat you to death on that plane and nobody could stop that single event from happening. Right. Because yeah. nobody's going to intervene because there's one lane. <laughs> so who's going to intervene and how? The flight attendants aren't going to do anything. Even if they were strong enough to, they wouldn't. The pilots aren't going to do anything because they're pilots. They're locked up in their little room at the front because, God forbid, somebody wants to go in and ask them cool questions about the plane. That That's not yeah. cool anymore. Can't do that anymore. We can't be humans to other people anymore. Uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's all weird. Yeah. The pl airplane is the ground zero, no pun intended, of like all of the weirdest social interactions that I can think of. No, it was a very no, odd experience. There's no, there's no wasting slides on the plane either. So you, you, you fuck. You fuck, basically. You can't even tell jokes on the plane. <laughs> yeah. There's no Samuel L. Jackson. There's no wasting no. snipes. You fuck. No. <laughs> you fuck. Yeah, it's boring and um, oh God, the flight so attendants boring. are rude. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's so boring. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh and God. I was a six hour flight to get home. That was the most brutal flight I've ever been on. Six oh, hours. Oh, you want to talk brutal? I'm sure yeah. it's. No, I don't. Because, no, okay. I don't. Because I know what no. you're going to say. But let me fucking tell you about brutal, right? <laughs> When I flew here, the first time I came to visit, I went from South Africa to London to London to here. It wasn't that bad. Oh, my but, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 12 hours from South Africa to London. <coughs> and then from London here, nine hours. That's what I'm saying. You're a little That's bitch crazy. when it comes to fucking <laughs> <laughs> Then when I moved here, when I moved here finally, like we tried to save some money because that flight is obviously more expensive. So I went from, from South Africa to like Doha and from Doha to here. From here, from South Africa to Doha was about a nine or so hour flight. I stand corrected. I did Google the other day and I can't remember. But from Doha to America, non-stop was about 12 hours, 12, 13 hours, if not more, like non fucking stop. would never do that. Like, what, a 13 and then hour I had like a 13 hour flight. layover in Doha, like, oh, my, oh God. my God. And then you're like, I'm a smoker. So I go into my little smoking lounge. You don't even have to light a cigarette. You don't even have to light a cigarette. You just inhaling about 20 other fucking people smoke into your lungs. Like That's... it was fucking brutal like yeah I, it was i'm gonna i'm gonna have to google it because from from south africa to london is about 12 hours it was like double the time from jesus from and then when you get there you end up in london <laughs> that's what an awful treat 
for having to spend seven hours on the plane. Oh, I love oh, London. Man. What do oh, you God, mean? I, I hated London. London. Oh, what? my God, I hated it. It, was, it reminded me of New York. It was dirty and cramped, and the people were rude to me, and I don't know. It was not oh. a great time. Oh, no. Not a great I time. I, I loved in London for, like, about a year. I was there for two years. That's because your ancestors. A year and a half, a year and a half. That's because that's because your ancestors didn't throw London off as their king. They hate Americans. They do. They know. Uh, they look at us. I think that's what it was. I felt that way too. They look at us and we're like slightly rounder, and <laughs> and they just know we're Americans. And they look and they. Just, that's why whenever I go anywhere, I'm like, I am Canadian. I'm just 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 pat just pass that over and go. Yeah, I'm, I am a Canadian. That's because nobody really has an opinion on Canada in another place. They're yeah, just like, no, oh, no, no. Canadian, people cool. People think that people from Canada is very, very sweet. And I did meet Canadians one time, me and Tommy at uh, that bar, Revolver. Yeah. And they were the sweetest fucking people. The sweetest fucking yeah. people. Yeah, they just Right, nice that's people. why I say that I'm Canadian yeah, so that Canadian. they think I'm sweet. And yes, then, yes. like, when I'm not sweet, I ruin Canada's reputation, not my own. <laughs> I mean, fuck them, who cares? <laughs> Do you ever go on a uh, like a long train ride? Um, I, not I like for like uh, touristy purposes. I went from London to France on the Eurostar, but that's underground. I mean, you can't see shit. So no. Whoa! They got a lost. train that goes under the channel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! That's yeah, cool. from like from like London to france and then uh belgium as well i think there's your like ears belgium. like pop and stuff when you're under there like do you get really like compressed no, and stuff when you're in there? it actually oh, wow. didn't like my ears always pop when i'm on a plane and you're landing and all that stuff like i fucking that's actually the worst thing the the, the only thing i had about flying now i'm like obviously very very scared because i'm never flown and after the story she just told me hey <laughs> well yeah but now just like, avoid the the guys who are wearing like sandals and like t-shirts with beer gonna, stains on them I'm and like, act like we're I'm yelling blind, dumb and also deaf and all that but no like my yeah. ears didn't pop like it was like very very quick little boom boom under the water and boom boom up on the earth and then there we were <laughs> it was it was actually nice. very great yeah yeah i I, took, yeah, I, uh, I I i've been on a i took a train around frankfurt germany oh shit Ooh. yeah yeah like <laughs> Because uh, when I was going to South Africa, I had like a I had like a fifteen hour like layover, so and it was in it was in Frankfurt. So because I'm American, unlike Beatrix, I'm not stuck in the airport. I can go like touristy around in Germany and fucking without a visa. And so I uh, I went I went around Frankfurt and uh, all the little towns that were around Frankfurt and rode the train all around there. Hmm. How was that? Because Germany, uh, you know, my impression of Germany is that it's a lot more urbanized than where I was in upstate New York, where's the longest train ride I, I put. Was it mostly like, where'd the train go? I went through, through the all city these. city. Yeah, yeah, I went from Frankfurt in, around, and I can't remember the names of the little towns anymore. I mean, it's been a while. But it went through all the little towns, and it would stop at every little town. You could get off and go walk around these little towns and shit like this. Yeah, it was I, really, it I was really like the trains. fucking most interesting part was whenever I would run into people because like the first guy I ran into, um, 
he 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 wanted a light he wanted to use my lighter right and he said something to me in german and i was like sorry dude i don't i don't understand and he goes america and i was like yeah and he goes texas and i was like <laughs> yeah and then the dude starts speaking fluent spanish to me <laughs> What? And I'm like, whoa, like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> wow, dude, that's you know? wild. Yeah, yeah, so it was it was interesting. The people were really nice, though. All the people I talked to and interacted with were really cool. My longest uh, train ride was an Amtrak uh, that did a, kind of a bend from New York City to Albany uh, to Buffalo. So I got to, like, go see the the span of of new york state which was incredible yeah. to see on a train it's a really beautiful place I, but I, um I we didn't get to stop we didn't get to stop ah. like we stopped once in albany for five minutes so that people could go out and stretch their legs and it was an it was a nine hour train ride and it was so nine hours on a train the seating is more comfortable than a plane but um they don't give you food you gotta oh. buy the food yeah, yeah it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. i think i do prefer trains to planes um and i don't know if that could be a commentary about my anarchism or not which one of them is more decentralized probably neither. <laughs> but, uh, i do like the train idea because i like if if i was with other people i was alone on that ride for for eight hours so it was really boring i think if i was like with other people on a train and also that you could like I don't know. They had alcohol. Probably would have made it a lot easier, but they didn't. I didn't have anybody there, and they didn't have any alcohol. Yeah, like I, I've been on planes, uh, on planes, on, on on trains too before. Like I mean, the one uh, going to France was like not touristy, <coughs> um, and it was just like to get there real quick and and and, and not fly or whatever. But I went from in South Africa. I went from. Um, uh, Clarkstorp to Cape Town, which was like, shit. oh my God, like over 12, 12 hours, probably like 15, 16 hours on a train. And it's, it's much better. Like, I mean, you can walk around the train. I mean, you can walk around a plane too, but there's actually like, like a place you can go lie down, go to the bathroom, yeah. there's several of them. You can go like to the bar, get yourself a drink meet people like it's 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 much better a train is much more socially than a, a, a plane is sorry a train is which, more socially than a plane is which I by know. the way the tsa is supposed to manage trains in the united states and really? um they they don't check your anything they don't they don't scan anything when you go in i saw that the first time i got on that train i was like wait i didn't have to get scanned didn't check if I was carrying a weapon of any kind. I could have lugged multiple pounds of substances in a bag and got on the train and in eight hours been in another city selling the same substances. So this TSA doesn't really do anything there either, but they are responsible for uh, dealing with Amtrak security, um, at least at the gates. Yeah, so, yeah mean, that's, there's like, another one. The, oh, the I, TSA I... is just like, this is a bougie uh, Greyhound ride, so what the fuck? <laughs> can, I, can I interrupt one second? I just looked it up because I knew I was wrong earlier. The flight from Doha to Houston was 21 hours. Oh, my Jeez. God. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah, because you were, it was like. Fucking brutal. I don't want to revisit the I'm conversation. Trying, I'm, trying to, just... I'm trying to, well, no, I was trying to remember how long God. the trip was. 
It was something. I was, oh, it was, I was something like 40, NBA for two, 40 for two days. It was like forty-two hours. Forty-two <laughs> hours. Like with her layover and everything, it was like forty-two hours. She was in the air for like thirty hours or some shit like that. That is. It was sick. some insane that's, amount. Of time. <laughs> that's not. That doesn't. That is not a thing human beings were evolutionarily yeah, designed to handle. <laughs> yeah, I, I never would do that. I would get on a boat. I would. I'd rather <laughs> see. It. It's one of those things where. It's it's a graph. It's an inverse graph of how long am I going to be traveling versus how comfortable do I want to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the longer that I'm going to be traveling, the more accepting I am of that. But I need more stuff. Right. Like yeah. if it's if if I'm gonna, I would rather take a three or four day cargo ship ride <laughs> than I would want to get on a plane for twelve hours. Oh yeah. That's oh, yeah. Freakish. You can walk Wait, around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, the, the, I'm a very nervous flyer, so I don't, I mean, I'm not like nervous, like I, I, I freak out or anything, but I like to be safe. Like I don't drink on the, on the flight at all. Like I'll have oh, wow. like one glass of, of, of wine with my dinner and that's it. I don't drink on the flight. I drink a lot of water. I do not walk around. I keep my safety belt on at all times. <laughs> like, I'm wow. Quite I'm so girl. the opposite. Ah, no, God, so, yeah. Jesus. We went through turbulence in Austin, and I took my seatbelt off just to really feel it, and I, it was real fun. <laughs> I liked it. My favorite parts of being in a plane are the, are turbulence, which is wild, but it's like it really makes you it really makes you excited. It's the most exciting thing <laughs> that happens in that stupid little tube is a chance yeah. that you might die. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, and it's not the turbulence itself that I like so much. It's everybody around me screaming like little bitches. <laughs> I like I like gripping onto that the 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 armrest and just holding on <laughs> and just being like, if I don't make it, at least it feels like a roller coaster. And if I do make it, everything's like, fine. I always wanted to ride in the rodeo mall. <laughs> yeah. See, it's like a. It is. It's like a. It's like a real roller coaster is getting on a plane. There's, there's no rails on this motherfucker. So if this thing goes down, you're going down. It's fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's, that's it's, why, I, that's you like gotta, if you're afraid, if you're afraid of that, you have to embrace it. You have to embrace death. Like if you're, if you're just going to be afraid of it, you got to be like, well, fuck it. Let's see what you got. Really scare the shit out of me here. Let's see how deep we can go. That's what I like. I don't know. That's what I like to do. Um, that I enjoyed. And then, but I, but what I really don't enjoy is what's funny is yeah, the opposite of flying through turbulence is what I don't enjoy. The opposite being sitting still in a very normal, comfortable. Oh my god! That's the worst to me because it is the most extreme version of sitting on a very comfortable plane ride. By comfortable, I mean like slow and uneventful. Mm. Is yeah. like getting in an MRI machine. It's the same feeling. Mm. Don't move. You know, we're going to do what we need to do. Just stay still. Stay still. And the staying still drives me crazier than the turbulence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to lie. Most, most of the time I've been on a plane, except for when I was in the Army and was jumping out of airplanes. Most And, like, you don't need turbulence in a C-130. That's like driving through potholes constantly. Oh, but, that sounds that sounds really sickly fun for some reason. Well, it's, like, it's like this really thin sheet metal like you can oh, hear everything rattles. outside. You ever, you ever been in a Hyundai? Like, <laughs> I had a Hyundai. I had a Hyundai. What, what happens? 
what happens if you're flying in one of those things and a goose just pelts right through? Like, you'll hear that goose hit the side, and you would think that the planes that were going to get shot at would be the ones with the thicker. No, they they know. make they make it easier to fucking to 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 shoot through because they know they're going to get shot at, so they're like, "Fuck it, we got to get as many <laughs> these fuckers in the air as possible." <laughs> yeah, that's another strategy. Yeah, I, but, I do. Uh, I, I want to. G- I would like to go through. Oh, helicopter would be the next. That's the next one I want to do. That's scary. I've ju- 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 jumped out of a helicopter. Too. You can't jump out of a helicopter. So chop your head off. No, you won't. You jump out the back <laughs> of them. It has a little landing gear that opens up on the back. You you slide right out the back of it. I don't know what kind of helicopter you've been. It was called. It was called a Black Hawk. It's not a tourist. It's a real. It was a real helicopter. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it was a real. It was a death machine. (laughs) It was a get. It was a ghetto bird, as it's referred to, I believe. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I. But I think every time I've ever been on a plane, other than when I was in the military, I was drunk. And I just went straight to sleep. Oh, that's the move. Yup, that's the no, move. No, I was drunk when I got on the plane. And then who gave a fuck what happened on the plane? I just went to sleep. Oh my god, <laughs> that reminds me. We, me and my friend went to Cape Town on like a, a weekend, like, and we took so much of drugs, man, so much of fucking drugs, and we did not sleep for like four days, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the opposite of what I want. What, what I want kind of drugs do you think these are? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock my the ass other kind of drugs was yeah. <laughs> so we get on the plane man and he we doesn't like, know what tickles okay doesn't matter i don't want to say it on the air because i'm on my <laughs> what does it rhyme with mom's too cheap to pay for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we charge for people to listen to this we'll see look now now he's in trouble so you can just say it <laughs> yeah 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 so anyway we took a lot of fucking drugs Methy related, like it was the first time we didn't fucking know, but we didn't see for four days. Methy related. Methy related. <laughs> My friend's did like name a... was Walter White. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, so we <laughs> fly back from Cape Town. Now the fucking drugs is the most bloody exciting part of bloody old story. It is. So many... <laughs> this is why I want you to tell stories. <laughs> so. So anyway, now the boring part is is coming. So we get on the plane. We were separated because we missed the flight like three times. I mean, we just supposed to get to the Bayal Airport, blah, blah, blah. We are so tired. We separated. She's on her own. I'm on my own. And I'm sitting next to this guy from Australia. And I mean, I was so tired that I fell asleep before we even took off, right? By the time I woke up, like mid-air, hours afterwards i was like literally lying in this guy's uh, lap while he's trying to hold his tray and eat his food above my head <laughs> i'm like drooling oh. on him <laughs> and i'm just like knocked the fuck out and i woke up and i was like oh my god i'm so fucking sorry he's like that's all right oh. mate <laughs> that's all right mate that's the way to pull it off God, I know. I, I was drooling on him. The guy could hardly eat. He had to like, like hold his tray and eat with like one hand. Like, oh my God, that's why you don't do drugs, kids. I would have been like, "Excuse me, bitch, get up." <laughs> I would have just dropped a loogie in your fucking that's, ear. That's, <laughs> that's why you don't do uppers, kids. Only do downers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucking, I, I flew from. Uh, it wasn't meth that we took though. 
I, I flew from Houston to when it, when I was going to South Africa. We got I got to Frankfurt. Where's my dog? Oh, your dog. Oh, where's your dog? Oh, he's taking over. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, I just didn't want you to close him out. All right. Uh, so when I flew from um to South Africa, we stopped in Frankfurt, and I slept the entire trip there. Then I I get out. And I'm going and touristing around Frankfurt, and I'm walking, and I walked for fucking hours. I took the train all around. I went all the all these little towns, and then at some point, because the way their trains are set up, it's like A goes in one direction and B goes in the other direction. So at one point, I'm getting off of A, getting on B, and then going to the <laughs> next stop, which was the stop I was just at, getting off of B, getting back on A. <laughs> Going, and, and, and so I just kept going between these two stops for a while. And I was like, what the fuck, man? It's like I'm in the goddamn Twilight Zone. I don't understand this shit. The directions are written in German. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I've And I ended up falling asleep on the train. And I think I must have rode the fucking train around Frankfurt for about two hours. And I woke up. And there's this lady sitting there laughing because I'm drooling down my face. And I'm like, I'm like oh, shit. Like, what fucking time is it? Did I miss my flight to South Africa? So I'm like looking, trying to figure out what time it is. And I'm like, okay. But I woke up and I had just an hour to get to the flight. So I I had just enough time to fucking find somebody that spoke English to explain to me how these trains worked so I could get back to the airport and fucking go smoke a cigarette and get on a flight. Jesus. Yeah, I was almost stranded in Nazi Germany. Yeah, I yeah, it was not uh, that 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 happened to me. I almost got couldn't get on the plane because the TSA TSA guy was doing for my safety, taking a really long time. Um, and I almost and I just got on by like fifteen minutes. I would have been they would have been gone. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, they don't give a shit. Also, like when I flew back from um london like the last time like i returned to south africa i had this little snow globe with me and i didn't want it to break so i had it in my hand luggage and they gave me so much a fucking drama about that i make it a fucking snow globe like what am i going to do with this it's too much liquid am i gonna break it no, you're gonna drown, drown somebody in it drown people in my liquid <laughs> like what am i gonna do with this and then the guy was like put it up under your shirt and just i think my water just broke <laughs> yeah like what the fuck am i gonna do with this liquid it wasn't the glass it wasn't the weight it wasn't nothing but the liquid and I'm like, what am I going to do? Drown the entire fucking plane in the liquid that's in this fucking snow globe? Like, get a hold of yourself, people. And they almost made me miss my flight. And it was already bloody hell late for it. So, yeah, fucking traveling is stressful. What was that your dad? Very. story your dad was telling us with, with the wheelchair? Where they came. All right, so her dad oh. has... He, he, he only... One of his arms is completely paralyzed. Like it, it has. He has no operational function with his arm. He was in a motorcycle accident in, in the in the eighties, so he yeah. lost like use of the arm. Yeah, and he lost use of the arm, and and so they, and and he's old. He's like almost. Well, he's what? He's late sixties. He's almost seventy. Yeah, and so they were. He and he's blind in one eye. And, strokes, yeah. yeah, and 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 half deaf, and so like he told them like I'm I'm you know crippled like basically like I I'm handicapped I need help, so they fucking come and they get him off the plane, 
they they come and they roll a wheelchair onto the plane have him get onto the wheelchair after he was just walking around the plane oh for the last God. 30 minutes trying to keep circulation in his legs. And, and so everybody's like looking at this guy that's getting wheeled off the plane that was just walking <laughs> yeah, around the damn plane. That's why, because I told him when you're going to come back, it's like, I will never come back. I was like, why? He's like, because they wheeled me around like in a fucking wheelchair, but the next moment they see me walking, they fucking think I'm faking it. Like, I will never do it again. Like, he refuses. He's like, they think I'm a fucking fake-ass bitch, just like faking the injury or disability so I can get wheeled on and on the bloody old airplane. <laughs> well, they just that... see me walking on the airplane. He's like, no. That sounds like a major pain in the ass. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> want that. Like, I'd rather like, I'll walk. Even. I got it. It's like, no, I don't need you to fucking wheel me off the goddamn airplane. I just need somebody to help me figure out where See, the hell I'm going. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, man. They are, and, and like, you can't, I guess the flight attendants are a little better, but like, it always feels like when I'm speaking to somebody who's at work, they like, don't, they, they think I'm a, like a customer. And sometimes yeah. I just am like, Hey, I have a human situation going on here. Can you, can you tap out of your job for a second? And they can't. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. I went on. I was on the line, line for two hours waiting at, when I got to Dallas after Austin in the flight when they canceled my flight to LaGuardia home, and two hours. And I get to the front of the line, and the woman who I'm paired up with, who's supposed to be helping me, is just the worst, rude, uh, like not sympathetic to the situation at all. And there's no way you can communicate to them like, hey, I get I understand that your job means you can't help me, but could I at least get some like human sympathy? Can you not can you be like, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that, you know, it happens. Anything, like any sense of humanity at all. It's like, yeah. well, I can't get you this flight. It's like, okay, that's fine. I get it. Get me the next flight. And actually what I need you to say is it'll be all right. Everything's gonna be cool. <laughs> and nobody ever nobody ever thinks of that part. They're always just like what can I do for you to fix this? And then they can never <laughs> fix it. It's weird, man. The whole airport, I'm glad we're talking about the airport on this because it needs to be said. It is a freak show in every way. People who work there get the life sucked out of them. People who have to transit regularly, I don't know how most of them aren't getting the life sucked out of them. I'm sure a lot of them are. People are fighting constantly, aggressive, overly aggressive, sharing one lane with a bunch of luggage that doesn't fit in the upper compartments because people don't want to put it in the stowaway it's madness yeah um and i don't really know what airports are or why they're madness but they all seem to be total madness well i mean it probably has something to do with who runs the airport nowadays i i i got to imagine that but i got to tell you i i'm post 9-11 flyer like i don't know what it was like before that i have no idea people say it was better nicer uh, I don't know, more normal, like more getting on a train, and I have no clue. And I, I wonder how much TSA has to do with it. But I really, like, the entire thing is crazy. Like, even the people at the gates who work for the airlines who, who are supposed to help you, like, can't communicate. They don't know how to communicate, like, like normal yeah. people. Like, I literally, after I got off the line, like, I literally got off the line because I knew the woman could not help me. I just left the line. I went up to another person who was just walking around and went, can you uh, get me to speak to a manager? Yeah. I um, mean, they are, that, that is the first, uh, that is the, the first 
sign of AI. I mean, these people are breathing yep. kiosks. That's all they are. Yep. Yeah. They really are. I literally, when I approached the the, <laughs> the woman, the second woman who was, uh, was supposed to be helping me, I went, can you get me a manager? And she went, why do you have to see a manager? I went, because the thing you are going to say to me is I can't help you, and I know the manager can. And she went, well, you, why do you have to see the manager? I was like, are we going to do this? Like again, <laughs> like, again, I just explained to you why. I already know your limitations as an employee here. Your manager has fewer limitations than you do. Get your manager so that that person can help me instead of us having to do this song and dance where you find oh, out shit. you don't have the power to help me and then you have to call the manager. But yeah. they have to go through this process because they don't believe that the customer could actually be as intelligent about what they have to do as them. And most of the time it's like, yeah, no, motherfucker, you're working here. You're the one who's confused because they've confused you so much. I know exactly what I need. I need a manager who can fucking book me on a flight. Because you guys don't have the rights to do that. You don't have the permission to book people on flights. All that they can do is put you on standby for a flight. Yeah. I need more than that. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised when you said, can I get, see a manager that she just didn't say, um, I'm sorry, sir. I can't do that. Yeah. No, I, she did at one point. She was like, well, they're not here right now. I was like, well, they, you got to get somebody. Like, I just kept going. Because yeah. I, in, I have worked at a major corporation. It doesn't work that way. There's always somebody of higher authority who's there. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah, so don't come tell me always. there's no fucking manager there. Because yeah, bullshit. It's nonsense. Yeah, you and you know what? If they're not here now, call them. Yeah. Because I, I had, we had a general manager at the business that I worked for who, when she wasn't there, she still had to field work questions because they would have to text them or call them and go, hey, can you give us permission to do this or this or this? They're always in touch. Yeah. All right. And it's, it's, it's da it's Dallas International Airport, motherfucker. There's a general manager walking around somewhere. Okay, oh, there's ten thousand people who work at this place. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a weird. It's a bureau. It's a bureaucracy. Yeah. I I think they don't. I don't. I think they they're just so conditioned to respond in a particular way that it's hard to like break through and go. No, 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 no. I'm trying to help you here. I don't want to waste your time either. I need you to help me, and and I'll be out of your hair. And yeah. they don't they don't understand that from a client, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. I I I'm sure they hear every fucking kind of story there is. And I'm sure they do throughout like the day. Extra. And there and yeah, yeah, there there are people, people that are just extra. just being a pain in their ass just to be a pain like, in oh their god, ass. Oh my god, my water was 2 degrees hotter. It's so than true. It is. So, oh my god, like get me a manager. Yeah, yeah. that and I'm sh yeah, it's so yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, and, and so I guess that it, they just become like like we were talking about earlier like the like the uh uh, uh do the dot kind of you know dmv dmv dot same DMV. fucking oh. bullshit department of transportation department of motor vehicles oh, it's all okay. the same shit oh good, good good but they just they they go through they just become this fucking shell of a person where yeah. where there's no personality yeah. like have you ever tried to joke around with these types of people yeah and, i and, literally and was trying to joke with them yeah, you, oh, no, you just like you see their face, they just kind of freeze and look at you like, Are you being like, serious, I, yeah. sir? Yeah, right. Like, no, motherfucker, like, chill out, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, be a relax. human for one second. So much of the focus of my podcast is to point out abuses of power and how bad things have gotten and the direction in which we're heading as a society. And it can be a real black pill. 
I've partnered up with Richard Grove to offer my listeners an opportunity to sign up to his autonomy course. Uh, The autonomy course is designed for people looking for solutions, people that want to shape their own future, people that are not willing to be at the behest of large corporations or the United States government or the banking system. The autonomy course is designed for those of you who wish to have complete control of the reins of your life, who are looking to be successful, that to thrive and not just survive, to provide for your family by utilizing your existing skills and learning how to market and sell those skills in order to be your own boss or learn new skills in order to leverage that into a new career opportunity. So if there's a job out there you've been trying to get or you've been wishing you could get, but you just don't have the skills for it, the autonomy course is the place for you to start to learn how to land that position, to learn how to market yourself better, to gain confidence, and to be surrounded by a community of like-minded people that will encourage you and help you along the way. So use my affiliate links and go check out the autonomy course. It could be right for you. Yeah. Like literally, if you let me make you laugh, you'll feel better. Like just let it happen and we can have a regular <laughs> yeah. conversation. Let it go. Yeah, let it's it true. Be this, I, soul. <laughs> I'm, I, I have a big ego. Like it manifests itself in if you don't laugh at one of my jokes when I'm really trying to get you to laugh, like it's like, oh, now we got to be enemies because you're not, you're not, oh, you're not yeah. playing my game. Oh, hell like, yeah. And, and, and that happens at the airport all the time. It happened like three, first of all, with the dog. That was the one that really flipped me off was the dog, the bomb sniffing dog. I could, I touched his little chin when he came over to me because he was adorable. And the guy was literally like, don't do that. Don't touch the dog. I'm like, bro, it's a bomb sniffing dog. If I get closer to it, it's going to sniff the drugs. Calm down and do your job. And don't worry about my interaction with the dog. Why, why is suddenly am I going to be distracting a dog whose sole job in life has been to train to be smelling cocaine? And then why subsequently would I go over to the dog and pet it if I had cocaine on me? You're a TSA guy whose main job is to make sure I don't have cocaine, not to make sure how I interact with your dog. Relax. Everybody yeah. just relax. And maybe the dog will have a good day, too. I feel bad for the dog because his whole job, and he's unpaid for it, by the way. And they go, well, I love him and give him treats. Fuck you. You don't do shit for that dog. He sits in a kennel when he goes home, for sure. He (laughs) comes out to do a job he doesn't complain about, which is to sniff these awful-smelling people, including myself. He has no choice. He has no choice. You made him do it. No say at all. And you know what? And he has a fucking smile on his face when he does it. And so I figured I would give him a a little chin scratch, like, buddy... You're doing your job, and that's cool. I don't like the job that you're doing, but you're doing a job, and you're not complaining about it, and that's respectable enough. So I gave him a little chin scratch, and the fucking guy has a problem with it. I tell you what, that guy probably needs a chin scratch. He needs to calm down. <laughs> they all need to relax. They probably all need to just calm chins, down. Like, I have a feeling this guy's pretty fat. So you, and, and, you're, and you're absolutely right about that. He sure was. <laughs> Of course he was. He was tremendous. 
That's dude, absolutely right. It would have been funny if, if the guy would have said, sir, please don't touch the dog, and the dog would have bit the guy. Like, motherfucker, this <laughs> like, is the like, only no. attention I'm going to get all the goddamn day. <laughs> really? How freakish is that, that an, a social animal that doesn't get to go home like the guy working there does to see his family just fucking sits in a... It's not his dog. This is not like a canine. And if it is, we all the fucking canines aren't always treated very well either because right. they're not family yeah. dogs. They're tools. So yeah. it's which I get. But like also I felt bad. So let me touch the dog. I'm I, like, just calm down. I, it's that's the craziest part is it's like it, the dog's job is to sniff me getting near him. He's doing his job better. Relax. Yeah. It was like a pa- the worst part was I didn't stop. You know, and and talk to the dog, and I literally in walking past the dog, I went mm, baby, and I touched its chin as I was walking. It didn't even stop walking, so I didn't even really distract the dog from doing the job or stop the line or anything. Yeah. And the guy just had a problem with a passing, like remark to the dog. And anybody who tells me, well, it's gonna stop the dog from doing his job, his job is to smell. He does it by default. That's his job. It's not distracting him. Yeah, it's terrible. The, the I don't dog know terrible. jumps up on its hind legs and grabs a guy by his fucking back of his head and shoves his nose in somebody's ass. <laughs> you smell these fucking assholes, people. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I just want some love, and all I do is yeah. smell wet yeah. ass, swamp ass all day. Be my, this gonna be my life. <laughs> yeah, this this, this bitch right here has been on a flight for the last twenty one hours from Doha. God damn it! <laughs> she doesn't have you, she doesn't have any drugs on couch. her. I, I was pretty fucking uh, 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 unsanitary. Unsavory? When I, when I got you, and then I got you in this August fucking uh, 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 humidity. I mean, I was like, I was kind of Well, she's wearing a, she's wearing a, 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 a pea coat. And what the hell is a pea coat? Oh your gray coat. What gray coat? The, oh, that coat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's so she's wearing a pea coat because in the southern hemisphere, you know, like the the seasons are like reversed. So she gets off the plane and we walk outside and she's like, Jesus, it's fucking hot. So she pulls it off and then she starts scraping her skin, going, What the oh. fuck is this? And I was like, Man. It's humidity, you'll get used to it. <laughs> Jesus. That's my biggest hang up of moving down there, is it's gonna be brutal for a little while. <laughs> yeah. To, to get used to that humidity is something else. Yeah. Yeah, well, in Austin, like that area, like where we were at, it's not humid compared to where I live. Like, and it, it, where I live, it could be 70 degrees outside, 100% humidity. You will walk outside and within five seconds, you're sweating from the amount of humidity that is caking on you. Yeah, that's crazy. I, 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 uh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish that Florida and Texas, we're like somewhere vaguely uh, north of New York and Maine. Like I, <laughs> that would be the ideal temperature for the, those places for me. I yeah, but, 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 but then, but then you'd, uh, then you would be needing to move to Oklahoma or Georgia because, because <laughs> for uh, some reason it's us, uh, it's us hot weather people that fucking want to be free. <laughs> yeah, that is true, right? That is weird. That is a well, well. I don't know. What about the Dakotas? They're chilly as shit. Those people can't be fucked with. Yeah, that's true. There's not a lot of people in there, or like Wyoming. Wyoming's not bad. There's only well, five hundred thousand. Yeah, if you want to Kaczynski state. out, you go to Wyoming. Yeah, if you want to yeah. really Kaczynski out, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's like, I if I remember right, it's like 500,000 people in the entire state of Wyoming. That's crazy. There's less people in my town. There's <laughs> like, fewer people in my borough than that. That's, I mean, more people in my borough than that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah you're, in, you're in Queens, right? Yeah, and I was talking about like sub-Queens. There's probably more than 500,000 people. Queens has like 4 million people in it. Yeah. I wanted to bring up, I'm Hi. glad we changed our subject from the plane situations, although I'll tell a little story real quick and then we'll move on to New York because I'll talk about that. So when I like, the only like a good story I have to tell about like a flight, when I went, when I uh, flew back from London after my two year stay, Is this when you farted? forever and ever. No, no, uh, oh. no, uh, no, you can't uh. spring. You can't sprinkle that one in. And then that's not the story. <laughs> <laughs> She's burying her face in her hands. <laughs> All right. Must I just fucking tell the story? Tell the first one first. And then you got to never, ever let this go. No, because it's hilarious. I'm blushing as I'm sitting here. I can feel my face is on fire. I can feel your face is on fire. <laughs> well, there. Well, okay. listen, there was a book that I was given as a kid. It was called Everybody Farts. So Everybody it's farts. it's all good. It's Everybody all good. farts. Right, right, right. So I was in London, like living in London, and my mom and then um, went to South Africa or something, and they came to uh, Heathrow Airport, and they said, come meet me and say goodbye to us or greet us because we don't see a lot, uh, you know, each other a lot because they live like two hours away. It's like a whole bus ride situation. Anyway, so I went there to go meet them. But the night before, <laughs> me and my then, my then boyfriend drank a lot of fucking barber. Like he liked that fucking, what's that thing I fucking hate so much? That uh, Jack Daniels. Oh, Jack Daniels. Yes, sir. So much of fucking Jack Daniels and whiskey, like you know, and it upset your fucking stomach, right? So I am at the airport. I'm at the airport. I take like a an hour ride on the tube to get there, like on the train. It's like the not the underground. It like goes underground forward and it goes down. But it's like an hour, forty five minutes, forty four minutes an hour. So I get to the airport. I see my mom and them, and man, my stomach is fucking upset. Like it is like bubbling, it is hot inside of my oh. body. Like, like something is happening, right? So I'm like, okay. So before I take the 45 minute ride back to to home, I'm just gonna go like I'm just a smoke a cigarette, mind my business, listen to my music. After my cigarette, I'll get to my train back and I'll go back home. And so, like, so wait, wait, wait. She's sitting on. Um... I will tell. I'm getting there. <laughs> so I'm sitting because they have these like marble like slabs outside the airport where you can like sit and you can smoke a cigarette or whatever you want to do. So I'm sitting on one of those and my stomach is like, I mean, it's like, like boiling. It's boiling inside of my body. It's like, I'm like, yo, yo, yo. So I'm like, okay, I need to make a poop. I'm, I need to make a, a little poop. It's not going to be anything dramatic. Mm -hmm. I'm just yeah, gonna small like, release just a small, poop, yeah. A small release of, of gases inside of your body. It's scientific, so it's not gonna like yes, be a big absolutely. thing. So I've got my music in my ears, like a metal is like playing like hella loud, and I just like make my little poop, right? I make my little poop. And she and, and right but, now she's motioning that she lifted 
I one did, side of her body. I did look <laughs> one side of my little boom, my, my bum bum to make like little space for it. But I swear to God, as soon as that fucking thing came out that Boom. I was so little. Oh, yeah. It was gigantic. I swear Ooh. to God, I lifted up into yep. the air. And it made the loudest sound. I could hear it inside <laughs> of my fucking earphones, dude. Inside Come of on. my earphones. I could hear that poop happening, right? And I'm like, holy fucking Jesus Christ. Please, 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 please. No one else noticed. No, it's just you. No one knows this fucking happened, right? So I'm like, oh, just act cool, act cool, act cool. Act <laughs> cool. So I'm like, like, like. My, my head is going with the music, even though it fucking didn't even do that before. Now I'm just acting like extra fucking stupid. And I turn and there is about 20 people just staring at me. Oh and my I'm God. Like, Fuck Jesus. Oh, no. 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 And I'm no. just like, I'm just going to act like that was not me still, <laughs> even though the entire fucking world at this point knows it was me. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna fucking act like nothing happened. So wow. then I just like took a fucking like two more drags of my cigarette and I put it down and I just walked <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, why? Wow. <laughs> Dude, lifted so loud I could hear it inside of my fucking ears with earphones on it. From bourbon. And bourbon Bur- did that. Bourbon and whiskey, yes. Yes. Don't, don't, hey, people, public service announcement do not fart on marble. Don't do it, guys. (laughs) It's not going to be discreet. You think it will be. It will never be. It doesn't even matter if it's a small poop. It will never be. Any polished stone of any kind will not take a fart well. Metal (laughs) will not take a fart well either. Wood is really your best bet. Uh, Cloth, things like that, you can fart into. Just stood up and like maybe did like a little turn around. A little poop, like, yeah, poop move, yeah. Yeah, just turn around and be like, oh yeah, maybe I'm looking for something, maybe I'm not, I don't know, but let oh, it go yeah. and then sit down. But I did mm-hmm. not expect that to happen. That's called a. That's by the way, that's called. I don't know if you've heard this one before. That's called a carpet bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you when you standing fart and then leave the room, that's a carpet bomb. Oh. Yeah, drop, yeah, you drop that. it and you drop it and then you leave yeah, and yeah, yeah. the damage is done but what, yeah. but what if it makes a sound and one's looking at you then what do you do then i don't i still guess it's a carpet bomb but then you really have to be like enjoy that and then leave you know like you really have to <laughs> yeah, you, you have to own up to it you can't yeah you can't be embarrassed about it because yeah. the moment that you're embarrassed about it that's whenever everybody laughs at i'm you. guessing if you're exactly. in a room doing a carpet drop bomb then you are with friends i was not with friends i was with fucking stra- international strangers strangers are just friends you don't know yet or that you haven't pooped on yet <laughs> that you haven't pooped all over right exactly would, would be friends until you drop that big yeah, ass would you, be friends right until you like <laughs> and act like it wasn't you and run away like a fucking weirdo that see i used to this i'm re- vaguely recalling that in high school we there was only so there was like 400 500 kids in my <laughs> high school total altogether, and there was a, one bo- men's bathroom for all the boys uh not the staff just all of the students and that bathroom was where like mischief was create like 
created in the school. Like everybody would mess around, like figure out new ways to fuck with people in the bathroom. There would be fights in the bathroom. There would be, so this was my move. I learned it in high school and I've, I applied it in college uh, since. <laughs> Go into the bathroom and you have to know that other people are in there. And then when you get in, you just be as loud and uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> you know, oh, like, <laughs> like really like go for it and then get out. You get out really fast because that because what you've done is now you've left a, 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 a pedestrian, the other person in the room with a story. Man, I was in the bathroom and this fucking guy was just going nuts in there. And it, it, <laughs> It's so it's so funny to me to know that like the louder and more ridiculous you are, the more likely that person is gonna definitely tell other people about what just happened in the bathroom. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the difference between I guess guys and girls because I yeah, oh yeah, don't want anyone to talk about my bowel movements. Oh yeah, no. See, if people knew I was doing it, I'd be like, that's right. So you better not be in that bathroom when I'm in there, and that's how you secure. A private bathroom. Like, That's how I you do that. I've never pooped in my life. My he was like, just and what's crazy? Somebody, yeah, naturally. I worked for six years in a corporation where one of my jobs was cleaning the women's bathroom in there. Not only do women poop, they shit. They absolutely. Oh yeah, we don't shit. fuck around, man. No, yeah, no, yeah, not yeah. at all. No, that <clears throat> needs to break that illusion right away. But now, yeah. now that we're on the subject, I would like to make a public service announcement. Like when you love with someone or you're anyway with someone, you do something called the courtesy flush. So when oh, you yes. poop, yeah, exactly. Tommy refuses, he says, his balls are gonna get wet from the water when he <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't like the splashing on my nose. I don't give man. a fuck. I don't give oh, a fuck. Man. It's called the courtesy. It's a courtesy. Called the courtesy flush. You make the poop, as soon as all it right. goes, you flush, you flush, and then all the smells will go away too. So you can make something in peace, you need, poop buy, poop. You, you need to buy you you need to buy poopery. Have you ever heard of poopery? <laughs> yeah, you need to buy. That's the real solution. Is there before anybody uses the bathroom, a couple of squirts on the water, and then you can do whatever business you want, and it won't smell. No, I mean it's pretty. Would, it's pretty I would, great. I would I would gladly courtesy flush if she'll come and like dry my balls when I'm done. Oh my god, you know that fucking toilet paper like right next to you? Is a bloody towel? Is a bloody toilet paper? What must I do it? Huh? What must I do no, it? No, because you're the you... one who insists that my but... balls get wet. But Tommy, you can't my you balls just wet, like... you dry the balls. Donald Trump says my you... balls are wet. <laughs> Tommy, you know like Tommy, you know like the uh, image of in your head of having to get well water out of the ground? You know what that looks like when you're doing it where you gotta pull up and you got yeah, just do yeah. that with the, your balls. And hold them up there, and you won't get them wet. You just gotta yes, like pull them up, you. fish you them out, and they won't get wet. Yeah, that's I what I'm saying. I, I agree with the courtesy flush, but what I don't like is to be expected to 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 manage the seat position. I hate that one. What does that that's, mean? That's when you know how there's a. I don't know if it's still a thing, but women always used to complain about how men wouldn't put the seat down after they were done peeing. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. like you gotta yeah. pick the seat up and you put. To me, I'll do the courtesy flush, but you got to manage your own seat. I, I got to yeah. manage the seat every I mean, time. Look before, a, look before you sit, goddammit. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not, yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not fucking hard. Like, literally, you can see no. the seat's not down, you put it down. It's literally like right. a little uh, movement of, of your hand, and it takes like 1.1111 second. It's like fucking. Now, here's the cool. other question Do you two in the bathroom with your, your toilet paper, is it over or under? 
Oh, it's nowhere because I never it, fucking it's on actually. The counter. I never actually put oh, it in. That, I think it's too that's much work. That's the move. That <laughs> is the move, guys. So you can do under, that was what I wanted to hear. Yes, look, that's what look, I wanted to hear. I I, di- I discovered very quickly how fast. <laughs> Toilet paper could go when Beatrix visited yes. from South Africa. Oh yeah, yeah just yeah. We, ever. We went through. We went through thirty. What was no nine? I'm sorry, nineteen rolls in thirty days. Oh yeah, I'm a big. See, big and and big now you won't get a bidet because you don't want to get your balls wet. But a bidet is the solution to he that. Balls My balls was hot. Yeah. My balls. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool water. That's cool water. They'll do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, every yeah. you know yeah, that dude, is a weird thing. Shit water on my nutsack, dude. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want the shit water on my nuts. What about it's clean water? water? What about oh, yeah, like a clean? What about like a nice clean like a spray? A spray yeah, up there. I mean, as long as it doesn't make them shrivel up to the size of okay. peanuts. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Everyone's losing the fucking uh, point of it all. <laughs> you need to get the poop away. I'm not trying to say my spray is balls with water. This is why men men need to just go back to shitting in outhouses. This no, is the simplest. No, no, okay, okay. Don't simple say that. solution. No. She has a very weak stomach. Oh. You just made her vomit. Oh no, I didn't vomit. <laughs> but no, I'm thinking about. There we go. <laughs> I, I was th- I was thinking about I I was thinking about this the other day. I don't own a I don't own a backyard, but if I did own a backyard. 100% when I let the dog out to pee, I'm going to pee in the backyard. For I'm sure. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm, I'm having flashbacks from that fucking uh, porta potty. The porta potty. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. I can't even believe you thought you could go into that. Yeah, no way. No, the trick was. Okay. The trick is to not think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about. I was I'm talking about peeing in the. I was talking about peeing. No, but Tommy, Tom, Tommy, be real with me. There's nothing better than pissing outside, right? I piss outside as much as possible. As much as possible. Whenever right? I'm home, whenever I'm home, I don't pee in the house unless I'm already in the house. I, if I'm I, outside. The, I'm pissing outside. Hundred thousand percent. The only way that I use a toilet is to poop. Yeah. I, if I'm peeing, I am peeing. Everywhere probably but in the I'm peeing in the shower. I'm peeing outside. I, I everywhere but that I think it might be like some of a territorial instinct thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. it's, it is well, the I superior mean, way. Well, I mean I, I am in my forties, so I do I do have to wake up in the middle of the night and pee every once in a while. So I don't go outside for that purpose. But you know, right. every other time, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I would one hundred percent uh I, I'm an advocate of peeing outside. Well, right, and I have nine acres, so I have a lot of outside. To oh, pee. you have a lot to pee on. Yeah. Oh man, see that would be like a game for me. It would be like a surveying <laughs> with piss. It could be like I got to pee on every inch of this now, and then and then you have dogs, obviously, who are competing with you to mark the territory. Oh yes, they so, yeah. will sit behind me while I'm peeing, and as soon as I'm done peeing, they will pee no where I just pee. No way, no way. They're marking Absolutely. their territory over here. That Absolutely. is such a no-no. I would be like, what do you think you're doing? Whose no, territory is that? No, I get into a fight with them. I'll pee on you. <laughs> no, you know what I do to fuck with them is I'll go and I'll pee just a little bit. And then I'll step away and they'll pee where I just peed. And then I'll oh, come then back behind back? them and finish. And wow. that really fucks them up. <laughs> I'm sure. They're like, what the fuck, dude? We thought we were smarter than this. It's like, nope. They will pee out dust if they must. So you wanted to... You wanted to talk about New York. 
Oh yeah. Now that I you do. can speak without now commenting that I can speak on again, me. again, like we need, we need to stop talking about uh, porta potties and all that stuff because <laughs> me I'll, I'll get fucked up. But I will tell you. Hey, but what about that? What about that long drop? What about that long drop at the Boston base? That oh, was that was cool. fucking cool. You got a four-inch pipe coming out of the about? ground. They don't have like an actual like porta potty. They had a four-inch pipe coming out of the ground. You just pissed into. That's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was like a very cool place. Like. It's when, really fun when you're drunk because you're trying to stand oh, yeah. still and uh, make it in the. All right, all right. We weren't that drunk. <laughs> no, we weren't. No, drunk. we weren't drunk. But Not at no, all. it was like a very, very cool restaurant in South Africa in Bumalanga, um, the province called Bumalanga. And it's this restaurant that's literally in the middle of fucking nowhere, dude. Like, you literally have to have coordinates to get there. Otherwise, you will not find it. So you drive like off the road, you, you turn at a specific point and then you go over like this little uh, stream, little river thingy and you go over and you drive like on a dirt road and you go like fucking forever. It looks like you're on a safari. Yeah. And then you like find this bloody old restaurant in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's no like wall. It's not like a building uh, restaurant. It's just like basically a roof like a roof and then trees and all they do at that restaurant is they grow, they braai, like we call it in Afrikaans, braai. You braai your like meat, they, they, all they have is like meat, shiba, which is like a, a vegetable, tomato, gravy type situation, and uh, the South African, and then pup, which is like a... It's kind um, of like grits. Like polenta, polenta or grits, polenta or grits, um, that, and uh, they have like beer and a cooler. They don't even have a fridge there. Like beer in the cooler. And they're and cooking on it. pots over like open fire. <laughs> open oh, fire. Damn, this place sounds cool as hell. Oh, it's yeah. cool. I'll send you some pictures. When oh, we're yeah. Oh, yeah. I will show you the link. Like, if you see the pictures, you'll be like, holy shit. Like, and they only open from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's it. Uh -huh. And then they're done. And that's where we went to. And then they don't have, obviously, because they don't even have a building for the restaurant there. Sure. They don't even have a fridge. So they don't have obviously a bathroom, like a bathroom bathroom. So it's like long drops, but obviously it's not um, the quality that was at Cholderbug. Complete dirt floor, and yeah. you're like shitting into a like a wooden barrel. Yeah. If you have to shit, or you have a four inch pipe to piss in, like a urinal. Yeah, uh -huh. and the construction is literally just bamboo. And I can when you get when you get around in the rural areas in South Africa, what language do you have to speak? Afrikaans. Uh, uh, English mostly. Oh, mostly English. Okay. Yeah, mostly English. Yeah, like the black people speak English. They don't. A lot of them don't speak Afrikaans anymore. They used to back in the day in apartheid days. Okay. They learned okay. Afrikaans because you know they they worked for the white people and they. They learned Afrikaans, they knew Afrikaans, but um, nowadays, like, they all speak English and then English, they're oh, native, wow. yeah, they're native language. Yeah, yeah they're... Okay, I, I was wondering, I, I was always wondering what countries I can go to based on being able to speak a language there. That's good to know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can speak English in South Africa anyway, and they'll understand you. No, yeah, no. they're all taught yeah. English in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. It, it's, like, required that they, they know, because, like, a lot of these tribes, I think there's 11 different tribes there. And they all speak different languages, and then there's the uh, then there's the Afrikaner like Beatrix who speaks Afrikaans, which is kind of like a Dutch, you know. Kind yeah, that of was a, my other question. Is you and you should get Dutch on. Um, you should get Thomas on and have her and Dutch speak him speaking Dutch and her speaking Afrikaans and see how 
how much of the conversation can well, be carried on. She can read Dutch. Yeah, I can read Dutch. So. But the thing with, with when they speak, because my, 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 one of my friends in school, her grandmother, the entire family actually, a grandmother specifically, was like super, super, super Dutch from Netherlands, like super straight out of there. Oh, okay. She okay. She didn't speak a word of Afrikaans. And um, I didn't speak Dutch, but she will speak to me. But she spoke so fucking fast. Like, I mean, if I speak yeah. Afrikaans, even though if I speak Afrikaans to Tommy, like he understands Afrikaans mostly. But if I go too fast, it's like, okay, I have to slow down. See, so if I slow <laughs> down, then he understands. But, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way with Spanish too. Like, I, I oh, understand no, much so more much than now. I can speak. Sorry. Same. <laughs> yeah. Same. And so, yeah. And so it's just like, oh, um, Spanish is my name. Just slow it my down a little bit for me so I can, so I can keep up with your, your process. Yeah. No, 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, like I, I, I can read it. There's actually so many uh, languages in a European language that I can like read, but I don't think I will understand if they speak it at all. Like I, no, the, the other no. day I read so, the other day a while ago now, I read like a, a Swedish something, and I understood like all of it mostly. Not all of it mostly. Oh. There's no such thing as all of it mostly. It was almost a lot of it. Also, that's mm -hmm. not a thing. A lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it, but not all of it. And I was like, shit, that's fucking like a Swedish language, but. All of our, like, Afrikaans is based on so many, like, European languages. Like, I can actually read a lot of it. If you speak wow, it to me, so I will not be able to understand you. I can guarantee you fucking it right now. If I go to your country, I will not be able to speak it. It will not work at all. <laughs> but I can read it, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. This makes sense. If I also know what the context is. Not I can only randomly. do that with probably Italian and Spanish, because they're... Well, it was funny because I used to play this game. I used to play this game online, right? Uh, when I was when I was spending like three or four weeks over the road at a time, and a lot of these players were were German, and so they would they would be typing and then communicating with each other in German, and because I know enough Afrikaans to get by, I could actually speak to them in Afrikaans, and we could have a conversation between each other. That's so weird. That's weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. There's a lot of there's, there's a, a lot of words. There's other people different. who speak English that I can't like. I I have to really be like actually yeah. a, lot, a lot of people. A lot of people have to be like you got to slow down because I I sometimes I speak English way too quickly and I guess got to be like the closest thing to a similar effect of someone who speaks a different language but you can kind of understand it. What are you for? I don't don't have that with English oh. otherwise. Yeah, no. If you like uh, either dumb or too fast, uh, I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> I speak I speak way too quickly for people sometimes. Well, she wanted I do, to, I do too. Well, that's that's that New York in you, and she wanted to talk oh, to you shit, about yeah, New York. Oh, let's get back to the body on you, New York. Yeah. All right, so I am like uh, semi-obsessed, I would say, with New York City, New York City, also upstate. Like, I've seen it's, it's, it's pretty beautiful, but I mean, like, literally the fucking city. New York City, NYC, NYC. I'm obsessed with it. Like, it's one of my dream destinations. I want to go there so bloody hell badly. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's the worst. And it's dead now with the COVID-19. Like, 
is it really dead with the COVID-19? Is it so fucking it's, dead? It's, yeah, it's really dead. <laughs> it's really, it's, uh, it's sad. It's sad. Uh, I don't like, and I will talk about it. I just last night I was thinking about, um, the the bigger uh, implications of me having to leave New York because I'm I have to, and the idea that like the place where I've lived for 25 years has like fully decided that it's willing to reject me and make me have to leave, and uh, not just me but a lot of people who lost their businesses and stuff. Right. Um, New York was, New York is like the coolest city on earth. I can imagine. Or was a decade ago. Um, and then when. Uh, de Blasio showed up. Well, I mean, it was really going since Bloomberg. Um, but like uh, slowly but surely, the city decided that it didn't care about business uh, and it only cared about finance. And so people started just getting pushed out who weren't in the financial industry. Small businesses all got pushed out. A lot of the, the best things about New York, which, again, is what makes it the coolest city in the world, is the entertainment, the food, the lodging. Mm. And stuff mm, like that mm, mm, and mm, all of those right. things because of coronavirus are either gone. barely operating or gone um what i would say is i i have to leave because there's no way i'm going to spend the best years of my life i'm 25 i'm not going to spend them in a depressed city um mm. i'd rather go somewhere where there's more economic opportunity but um new york is been one of the hubs of this country since it was founded and it will continue to be a hub in this country and i do believe within five or so years depending on who gets elected to the governorship and the mayorship and whether or not they want to emphasize private businesses over finance uh over you know half of the city now being owned by foreigners mm. um i think if it's managed properly new york needs a really good management team if it is managed properly it's going to go back to being one of the coolest cities in the, in the but like if i was gonna okay so you go i want to go to new york what yes. i would say to you is okay what boroughs do you want to go to first of all and then we figure that out and then after we figure out what boroughs you want to go to let's just say you want to go to every borough except staten island because staten island is much farther away than the others yeah it's just four you want to go to bronx manhattan queens brooklyn yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. would want to do the circuit because they're yeah. all different cities, completely different cities. You'd know exactly yeah. which one you were in when you were in them. Yeah. Um, and what I would say to you is, okay, here's the restaurants you're going to go to. Maybe hit up an off-Broadway show, see a comedy show, um, and um, go check out the, the, the High Line in the city, which is like this uh, used to be a, uh, an elevated train that they turned into a park. So it's like a tall, elevated park. I would say go to all those things. Except out of everything that I just said, the only thing that you could probably do now is go on that high line outdoors oh. and a formerly the rest. I mean, comedy shows are just starting up again. Yeah, just starting up. I know Robbie Bernstein and Dave Smith are we're doing two comedy shows that I didn't get to go to because I got sick with a cold, but not coronavirus, but a cold. Oh, I was going to say, go. you got the corona. Yeah, no, <laughs> it probably uh, was a know. coronavirus. What? Yeah, it was exactly right, Tommy. It was a s. It was. Did you listen yes, to that podcast I did with that uh, the uh, respiratory therapist? No. What, oh, who, you got to check who, that out, dude. Like, oh, I sure of, will. One of the things he was saying was like what what these psr tests or pcr or whatever the fuck this fucking nasal swab test what they're doing is they're getting they're they're swabbing your nose right and they're pulling up 
like dead cells from a former coronavirus that was probably just a cold, but it's testing as coronavirus. So they're oh marking boy. you down as COVID-19. The big... I rolled Yo. my eyes so hard right now, I think I slipped it back into my fucking head. <laughs> she hates it when I talk about my podcast. No, I don't even go fucking Corona. <laughs> corona does not exist in my life. Like, I live yeah, in a bloody hell, small ass fucking town. Yeah. We mm-hmm. literally, when it, when it hit, like, bird literally, when it hit, we had to wear, it was mandatory to wear a mask for one week in the stores. And <laughs> one everyone week. In this, one week, dude. One fucking week like i try to go in there without my mask and they were like no you have to wear your mask and when you go in you, you go through the doors with your mask you take it off when you when you get inside it was mandatory for one fucking week and then after that everyone was done with they were like no we're not doing this anymore and it just stopped so in my life in my existence in my little town where i'm living in my little bubble there is no such thing as COVID 19. like i do not acknowledge it it does not exist. It is just not something that's happening. We have company. 100%. 100% was a very specifically thing that happened in certain places, and it was blown up to be totally federalized when it, when it wasn't needed to be. Um, oh, hello. There's the, there's the Ryans. Turn 